0: This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word Podcast. The podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're
1: married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort.
0: Well, it is episode 18. 18. I know it's 18. I know, you felt really prepared for that, didn't you? Because you were... Yeah, caught out feel, before. I'd say,
1: I feel a little bit miffed that you wouldn't let me call it I plight thee my troth.
0: I I know, I know. I Do well, do we not
1: think that would be a more catchy title? I plight thee my Nobody troth. Nobody knows
0: what you're talking about. That's a problem. And yeah, we're trying okay, to appeal to quite a wide audience and frankly the audience that would have understood that are probably they might all be dead actually. <laughs> is that is that a bit harsh? I don't I mean, know. It, harsh but fair. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So you'll all be glad to know that we're calling this episode Happily Ever After, part one. Nice, Ooh, We've not nice. done a 2 parts before, we have there. we? I know, we've
1: never had that much good stuff to say. I know,
0: <laughs> we've usually it's, run out. It's
1: based on a bit of an assumption, isn't it? It's dangerous, <laughs> but there we go. I
0: know. So, so we're going to give you a quick snapshot of today's episode, what, it, yes. what it's about, but then we're going to obviously do our usual thing. So in fairy tales, it means that, you know, happily ever after means that when the story ends, you know, there's this big Instagrammable wedding. I mean, it's
1: Disney, isn't it? It the is completely Disney.
0: Disney. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's everyone's smiling, the birds are singing, mm. you know. You notice that the birds never poop on their shoulders. They sit on their shoulders. No. But they never leave a deposit, do they? I I've noticed that. So. Do you know,
1: I heard recently that birds don't have bladders.
0: That Did they you? just
1: wee slowly all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Did moving you? on. Oh, I need to find out if that's true, though. It
0: really is kind of diffusing the whole happily ever after thing here. In part so. two,
1: I'll confirm whether right. birds have bladders.
0: Okay, that, that's something we still all look forward to, I think. I um, but um, do you know what, actually? Yeah. Let's, you know I said about being quite Instagrammable? Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's imagine Cinderella, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, three classic Disney okay. princesses. Okay. Which one of those do you think would have the most followers on Instagram? What do you think? Or is that question too difficult because you don't really know about? I think we're going to need things. our
1: listener to email in.
0: Yes, yes, that's a good on idea. On one, because I have Who would have the most followers? And I think as well, in the meantime, we might refer to, you know, some of the experts within our household, i.e., our our children, daughter, who our, knows all yeah. things Disney. Well yes, yes, and also Instagram. I mean we're obviously on Instagram, but um, I don't know. Anyway anyway i I'm really moving off of the off topic here. I know. So, so remember. So
1: I plucked thee my troth yes. is the title. The so, subtitle. No, Can I have it happen- as a subtitle? No. All right, sorry, move no, on, move on. It's really confusing.
0: So so we'll be looking at the way I guess marriage is described and if you're not married it may be that you're Live in the happily ever after. We'll be kind of discussing that as well. Yep. What do you think marriage means? What do you think happily ever after means? Because we make an assumption that we're all thinking the same thing with these sorts of yeah. phrases. So we're going to talk about that today. But, of course, because it's the m word podcast, we like to just... Catch up with a few bits and pieces that we've been Where up to. Where has life over, taken us in the last over the couple last of weeks? Fortnight. So, and it's been a bit of a mixed couple of weeks, actually. Um We, I mean, there's we've had a bit of a sad time, actually, as well. We went to a funeral of a friend. Yeah. So that was that was really yeah, hard. Was hard. She was um really young. She was just thirty nine, um, and you know, when somebody dies that young, it it hits you in a big way. And I think I don't actually I don't think I've ever had a friend um that's died you know grandparents which yep, there's yep. a you know course of cycle of life and so on but this was just i can't well, it's just a really sad day i it mean was it was hard isn't
1: it It was a wonderful celebration yeah. of her life and tribute to her amazing character um but at the same time it's just feels just feels wrong doesn't it it feels yeah, unjust shouldn't it, happen
0: it does absolutely um and it was definitely a moment where you reflect and you know she was married and her husband um and her they had they had an incredible marriage actually and really Mm. stood by one another and you know the sickness and in health thing absolutely they you know they stuck with those and they lived life to the full and they really did they absolutely did um and Obviously, you feel a sense of sadness for what's going on in your friend, and you empathize with the family and friends who are closest, but also you reflect, too, a little bit on what you have yourself, and that reminder to, you know, to look after what you have, to make the most of what you have, you know, to care for one another, so... That was, that was a bit of a reflection, really. And, um, yeah, you was. know, I know we're talking about wedding vows a little bit later, but maybe that's something for another topic about promises that we make to each other and how mm. we live by those things. Um, so that happened. Um, and as you you'll know from the last podcast it's also been half term i think we it talked about it has indeed half term. so a little bit of um, bit of diy bit yes. of painting bit of sorting bit of filling yes i know um no. so the front of the house is kind of getting a bit smartened up so so that's good um in fact we ha- in fact we had our um we're having our drive sorted out because where we live, there is just minimal parking. I don't know whether you live in one of those kind of highly populated areas. Are we really going to talk
1: about the level of parking outside Well, you know, you've,
0: you've talked about some really dull things, haven't you? Yeah, so, but this, this
1: is probably yes. going to be near but, the top of but our top yes,
0: three. Oh, all right, all right. But the point <laughs> being, it was kind of interesting because we had our drive all churned up. And normally, on Halloween, we always get some people knocking ah, yeah, at the okay, door. this is good. And... From perhaps from the outsider's perspective, it looked like we'd gone to a lot of trouble to prevent them from coming because we'd turned yeah, up our it was drive, good. and we actually did have sweets to give out. But I'm small happy, but children no came. knew
1: they would have to sort of get over the ditch through the mud, across the bricks, the yeah. unmade, the unmade concrete, get to the front doorway, and ring the doorbell. It's like, yeah, that's our trick already. Yeah,
0: we've already done that. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that happened. We've got um, loads
1: of Haribo to eat now.
0: I know, so it's that's really rather good. nice. Well, our kids are particularly happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um Fireworks night is, of course, it's not until. The the 5th which is tomorrow in terms of when this podcast is going out yep. but we had um, well I went with our kids to a firework party at our friend's house which, which was is just really good the fun corner. and you joined us later because you were at some crazy gig <laughs> thing that you uh, that you wanted to go yeah, to yeah I went to
1: the Hackney Empire saw a band there which was good
0: um, but um, but yeah but it was really good fun actually I enjoyed it it was kind yeah, of classic nice. fireworks you know Catherine Wills and sparklers and yeah. chilli con carne well, and bangers they saved one bangers. for me so
1: I had a, I, I we had a Catherine Wilbur and I, I
0: and those pancakes were delicious weren't they they were amazing so we did talk about food quite a bit don't we i think we yeah, dip into that i know
1: so, it's a shame but actually we finished the peanuts we I should know. have topped
0: this up before i know we, started. We, were, we were having something which oh, sounds really old-fashioned because we've just been having sherry and peanuts <laughs> hey. and even when we were like first together in our 20s and people saying you drink sherry that's like that's old people's drink isn't it mm. but i don't know
1: old people know what they're talking about
0: they do don't they? it's sweet it's, <laughs> it's nice. very nice so we've Rock always liked tea. it we've liked it when we were young so it's not like a, a thing that's become sherry's
1: like sweets for old people
0: is it? When you're young, you, think you
1: eat so? When you're old, you drink sherry. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Apparently, my head just made up. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think you're talking nonsense. Let's move on. Okay. So anyway, what what else we want to say? Oh, just one last thing in what we've been doing. Just to keep you in the loop, we've now learned a few jive steps in dancing. Oh, that's fascinating. So isn't uh, it? it's yeah, good to just keep yeah, you know good. keep up to date with all of that. We should do a little um, photo at dancing some week some time, No. Shall we? So. Now- <laughs>
1: And uh, what's in the news? What's in the news? So Still what's in the news? Jingle.
0: All right. Well, um, Harry Benson, research director. So this is in the mail from Marriage Foundation. In um, the mail? Did I make that, that up? There was there was a piece covered in the mail about um, some research that um, we released or that Harry released, all about one-earner families. So uh, yes. tell us about it, Nick.
1: Well, in some respects, there are no big surprises. But it's interesting to know the stats on it rather than just Hmm. sort of gut feeling. But over the last 10 years, um, one earner families is basically where you've got a couple with kids. And we're saying one of the parents is staying at home with the kids as opposed to um, childcare, daycare and going back to work. So the stats are just showing, well, what proportion of families are become one earner families when their kids are 0 to 4, 5 to 10, 11 to 15? Yeah. So big picture, the proportion of one owner families generally has dropped. So if we just go for those smaller kids, the nought fours, which yeah. is where it's much more common before people tend to go back to work. Um, so 10 years ago, it was about 35% of one owner families um, compared to all families. And now it's dropped to about 28, 27%. So whether that's financial pressures, I don't know. But more people are putting kids into daycare.
0: Oh, so, you keep saying daycare, but actually a lot of people have grandparents that help out. true. I'm um, making an assumption is isn't because part of the I research. Think most of the Sorry, friends Harry. that I know, most of the friends that I know um actually do have family that helps out. Um mm, and you, you are, know, wise. are Supporting in that way. Um but the point of all of this story is of course the fact that yes. of those who are in one earner families. The percentage of um, men who are working compared to women—it's
1: much higher, isn't it? Is
0: yeah, and it's still—and actually, that part of it hasn't changed very much at all over the last few decades. So, the right, majority—the okay. majority of one-earner families will be the—it will be the man going out. To earn the money, yeah. so it's kind of interesting that there's, you know, there is a, there has yeah, been okay. this social pressure, perhaps, and people, you know, the government encouraging people to get mm. out and work. And yes, more people are doing that, but when it comes to just one yeah. earners, yeah. it's still men. So why is that? Yeah, yeah. what I, do you well, think?
1: There's deep debate, but I mean, absolutely anecdotally, certainly my experience of working in schools absolutely matches that. I mean, I teach in secondary schools. There's a fairly even proportion of male and female staff, and. In 20 years plus of being in a secondary school, I cannot remember one occasion where um, a male teacher has had six months off for paternity leave looking after the kid. Yeah. No, I can think of one. Ah. But there are many where the uh, the mother stays at home, either stays off for six months or up to a year. That's just very, very typical of of people, of teachers, will tend to come back just just after a year, six months. So
0: what does that say to us? I mean, our experience, of course, has been... Well, I, it's been the same for us. So although I now... Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've worked on and off, you know, since um, our youngest started at school and I did some part-time work then. Um, but... It was definitely our choice between mm. us.
1: Well, I imagine
0: for me to. Shall I finish what I'm going to say? Ah, uh, go on then. <laughs> for me to stay at home, oh, dear. and for you to to go and earn. And obviously, you um, that makes a lot of sense financially because you were earning more money than me. But it was also mm. a. It, it felt like the natural choice for us. There was no. It wasn't a case of I felt cajoled yeah. into it, or I, I felt pushed into a female stereotype. Mm. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to be the one.
1: And interestingly, the one couple I can think of where it was the other way around, um she did have a higher earning salary right than her husband. Um but or was it partner? I can't remember they're married or not actually. But anyway, but actually it wasn't for that reason. She said that she had always imagined that she'd like, you know, potentially go back to work and uh
0: Interesting, isn't it? Her husband
1: was right up for that and it was all fine.
0: So does that mean that despite kind of lots of changes that on the whole women still you know, have that kind of maternal instinct that wants makes them want well, to stay Well, I was going to say
1: before I rudely interrupted you, <laughs> um, I would guess the arguments will range from it's perfectly natural and normal, and the maternal instincts in a woman instincts in a woman would make it far more likely if that's what they want to do, right through to it's outrageous, part of our culture, it's the way you're brought up, and uh, culture is patriarchal, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And everything in between those two yeah. extremes
0: so why don't you tell us your thoughts on all of this oh, you can email us Nick <laughs> email
1: they? us at Podcast at gmail.com brilliant fill the inbox with your thoughts
0: yes we'd love to hear from you so
1: Come on then. should we uh, should we talk about what happily we ever after? Happily ever after.
0: Yes, let's do that. So
1: what we want to do is look at how people see long-term relationships, different groups, different definitions. And obviously part of that is going to be looking at definitions of marriage. But obviously you may be a couple, a cohabiting couple, or a single person thinking about long-term commitment. And I hope that these different looking at marriage and vows and commitment and being together gives a kind of I don't know, a sense of different ideas, different ways people view it.
0: That's that very make, good. Does that yeah, make sense? I think that's very good. That's So it's kind of expanding on the happily ever after and yes. understanding what does that, what would the definition of that be? What, what would, would it be de- for you? Yeah. Happily
1: ever after for you? Because it's one of those things. We all aspire to happiness. We all want a life that's going okay. Uh, we all know that life will have challenges and troubles. So maybe that's a good place to start, right? We all know Disney is... Disney. Yes. It's presented as here's a fantasy perfect world where the baddies are caught and everything's great for the goodies. And at the end of the film the man successfully gets the woman who loves him and they uh, that's, move it That's just, patriarchal if ever I there know, was anything patriarchal. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. classic Disney film yeah. is a patriarchal kind of yeah. you know,
0: But of course the whole kind of Disney thing, you know, it's always ending with a marriage, which is kind of why we were saying, let's talk yeah. about what we understand and mean by marriage, by the happily ever after, because next time we all get into the nitty gritty of what is happiness in the happily oh, ever after.
1: Yeah, what is it actually? That.
0: You know, should we yeah. live in a state of perpetual happiness, so etc.? So today, focusing look, on yes. the definition of 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 what it means mm. to be married. What's that perception of? And marriage? our first
1: definition is the Disney definition. Yes, and it's unhelpful and unrealistic.
0: Exactly. Yes, indeed. Because on Disney, it's always like everything works out, doesn't it? Everything works out. Jeez, it does. And, you know, you get the whole birds singing and deer. Looking adoringly, and <laughs> I know I wouldn't want that many, you know, animals at my wedding as well. I, I might know, add that would be fair. Even the deer's
1: cry. I know it would be a bit. So great, come it? on, I, you know, a good current modern definition of just about anything that can't be relied on is Wikipedia. Yes. yes. So I thought we'd start with that because an idea. Well, reading it through early, I thought, okay, there's interesting stuff. So look, let me read from good old Wikipedia. I promise I didn't edit this first. Marriage, also called matrimony or wedlock is a culturally recognised union between people called spouses, not spice, (laughs) um, that establishes rights and obligations between them, as well as between them and their children, and in between them and their in-laws. So, it's a good start there. It's kind of... The marriage thing is a union. It's people joining, two becoming one. Let me read on. The definition of marriage varies around the world, not only between cultures and between religions, but also throughout the history of any given culture culture and religion. Over time, it has expanded and also constricted and uh, who and what is encompassed. So I just think it's helpful there to see straight away there's a fluid kind of range over time people's understanding of what marriage means has changed dramatically even within cultures and within religious belief etc it's it's something which is it is changing there is no clear this is exactly what marriage is and i think that's where it's really important because it's kind of marriage it's what does marriage mean to you or what does a long term commitment mean to you as a couple so,
0: is, did that Wikipedia thing not say about the union between people called spouses? Yeah, you know, so but uh, that union, so that is that is something that is universal. If yeah. You
1: like. Okay. Yeah. Good point. You know, so, there's
0: there's the fundamentals of this kind of togetherness, yep, union yep. that regard. I would say therefore, regardless of culture and religion and background, there is that moment where you become joined as it were yeah um
1: yeah and i mean it, it goes on to say exactly that when defined broadly marriage is considered a cultural universal um, so it's kind of saying i was
0: one step ahead there wasn't i, know, I? good
1: I um it's kind of saying that regardless of the detail or how it's worked out that principle of two becoming one is all in all cultures across time religions etc etc yeah so there's then the how does that outwork for you? And we, we talked about marriage being looked, being patriarchal, haven't we, in a yeah, previous podcast. Yeah, got, I mean, if you've not one. heard that one, that's a great podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> it's a
0: very good one, he yes. Said,
1: not even remembering we'd done it. Um, <laughs> but I found quite interesting here as well that in the... Um, I often spend time reading Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, and but just the other day, as <laughs> again, I, you were reading it. I know. It, you, I know. That so I, many times. Well, you know how I love Article 16. Well, oh, yes. Well, who well, doesn't? Well, let, let me read. It declares that men and women of full age, without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion, have the right to marry and to found a family. They are entitled to equal rights as to marriage, during marriage. And at its dissolution, marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending spouses. So, Declaration of Human Rights is absolutely saying what marriage needs to be is a balanced thing, equally held between I know, two equal, people.
0: Equal, equal. I mean, that's a, that's an yeah. encouraging word, isn't it? And
1: I think the important thing is, um, obviously, we've said before, ma- the relationship is what you make it. But to not go into it because you think it's it's patriarchal. I'm thinking, well, if it was. 30 years 50 years 100 years 500 years ago maybe but mm. don't be defined by what someone else thought 500 years ago yeah. you decide your vows we talked about vows yeah you decide your commitment um you know and uh, i know we keep going on about it but even if you're thinking a marriage isn't for me those commitments and what you choose to do as a couple and how you look at your life going forward
0: yeah, that forever conversation again, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Snow White, but, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Is that your answer to the Instagram. Yeah, thing? I think so. You think uh, Snow no, Anyway, I? sorry, go um, on. But um, do you know, it's I've, do you know, it've made me lose my train of thought there. What was I going to say? Um, it was to do with ah oh, the fact that you said that you know how when people talk, for example, about patriarchy now, and I know we've said this so many times about this, but. I I think in in most areas of life we we look to modernise to change to reinterpret even things that have fundamental values that will never change but we still look to adapt to our culture yeah. and technology and all this sort of thing and you know and how we live and how we you know dress and all those things have evolved over the years but fundamentally we still live and breathe and eat and clothe ourselves and have children and so on and so forth. So it's interesting that people do feel as though they are kind of held back to some extent by marriage because it's patriarchal. Why do people not think, well, I'm going to do that in the way I'd like to do that as well? And we don't have to be bound by those things. And, you know, reading that stuff there that you just did, Article 16 from Human Rights, blah, 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 blah. um, The fact they're talking about this kind of sense of equality and union. um, And that sort of... Obviously, we've talked before about what that can mean for us, what that means within marriage, what that means in the happily ever after, that sense of the happily ever after, I suppose, can exist for us, not in a cheesy Disney bird on your shoulder kind of way, but in the sort of um, the fact that I know that you are with me forever until death do us part, until, you know, that moment. There's that intention, that commitment that we have for one another. Um, And so... Those are the fundamentals, but it's about how you interpret, you know, the the packaging around that and why should you be restricted? That's
1: yeah, and it's not being the elephant in the room, it's talking about it, isn't it? Yeah. With your yeah. spice.
0: With your spice. I don't um, know why you keep getting this thing um, with spices oh, no, and
1: spices. Um, maybe no. I should have started with a dictionary definition, because I think yes. that's... It's well, maybe I thought shorter. What you were
0: going to, but because it was at the top of the list, yeah, me, but then crazy, you just jumped along to the Wikipedia bit, I so I thought, okay, no, we'll I bet go you with thought
1: that. I was going to go for Article 14, but no. No, no. <laughs> so look, dictionary definition, right? Marriage. A communication, no, a combination or mixture of elements. For example, her music is a marriage of funk, jazz and hip-hop.
0: Not talking about me here, are we?
1: No, okay, that's definition two. (laughs) Definition one, marriage, the legally or formally recognised union of two people as partners in a personal relationship. There we go.
0: And, of course, the thing that jumps out there is the the legalities behind it. Yes, it does
1: indeed. And that really, I think, if... And that's maybe the thing we, we're banging on about all the time. If you're just viewing marriage as a slip of paper, then it is just a, I don't know, it's it's missing that conversation, forever conversation, what's it all about, commitment, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. But the flip side is that if you, um, there's often, I think there's been some research that Marriage Foundation did some years back, but this kind of, there's this sort of the myth of, if i think the phrase was common law wife wasn't it at one time but the idea that if you are living together that you have equal legal kind of covering if as it were as a married couple however if your relationship dissolves there, there are no legal yeah. kind of protections for you and it's interesting because I think some people have it's probably a conversation for another time but there's been people that have campaigned and said well that's not fair and that's not right they should you know there should be but I do actually think it's a really hard thing to measure when do you decide if you're living together when do you decide that you are at the point of actually we've had this forever conversation how do you declare that we've had the forever conversation yep. therefore yeah. we should now have the same legal covering mm. as a married couple so it's it, there's lots of ambiguity around what that looks like um for, for two people um and i think obviously it, you know it on a very practical level marriage does actually sort that out and i hadn't thought about it when we got married because yeah. i wasn't thinking along those lines but that's
1: where some people are saying civil partnership for same sex relationships yeah. they're saying well we want the same thing we for the um, legal for heterosexual yeah. for, for opposite gender yeah. because then it's got the things you talk about but without any apparent associations or history or stuff like that
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: and maybe that does move us on to how do you know and we may be completely barking up the wrong tree here but how do we see what what is a a common um sort of common western society view people you know if you take out um people sort of religious beliefs and and any particular area but what what is a typical person on the street kind of view of of what marriage is Mm. what do you reckon
0: i think i think um
1: Because I think what you were saying before leads to it, isn't that whole financial? Yeah, that's it.
0: I mean, partly echoes back to some things we've talked about on previous episodes around this subject, but definitely I think that that people—I don't think people do realize about the, the legal covering of that, but some people may just see it as you know, well it just means we're legally sorted out if, if if the relationship, the marriage ends, we are covered. And I think there's also, um again, this probably there are people on the street, if you go and ask people on the street, they would perhaps say, Oh, it's something maybe that their grandparents did, you know, but not something for now. And in fact yeah. um we would I was talking with um, a friend yesterday um Again, about this phrase of modern marriage, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. And I said, even the word "modern" now sounds old-fashioned in a funny kind of way. <laughs> how it's can like, the word "modern" I sound know, old-fashioned? But it, modern marriage—it sounds like something from a nineteen-sixties kind of, you know, um, sort of, you know, how to how to run your household kind of book. I don't know. It just right, it just yeah. feels old-fashioned in the phrasing. And I I'm always looking for a different language to de- describe and explain what marriages now in 2019 and what marriage will be for our kids assuming they get married and what 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 it will look like in 20 years time it will still have the same values because marriage the values behind marriage the things like commitment as being Mm. one of the kind of key things the values behind marriage have never really changed over the centuries but how it's worked out and looks and how it's presented to society that's the bit that's changed and that's why I say to people you know don't if you if you're not interested in marriage and you've made a decision to, to be together but just living then that's fine but if you're saying well I don't want to be married because of all these other things well you know yeah. don't let that stop you
1: yeah definitely and I think that that is the challenge is that obviously for individual couples as you often said before um, it 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 can work or it not work whether you're married or you're not married but the stats show overwhelmingly those that do do get married and have children are more likely to stay together than those that don't yep. or more likely wrong word a higher proportion stay together yeah. a significantly higher proportion yeah. like 3 or 4 times as many people increases your chances stay of... together if they're married and have yeah. children as yeah. opposed to those that, that are cohabiting yeah so it and again it's trying to get underneath that and think why yeah. what is it about this marriage commitment thing Yeah. which makes it far less likely across the whole, that separation will happen
0: definitely it's using those stats to kind of you know question and 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 look at your own personal situation and and find a sense of peace about what you're doing Mm. right now and think okay this is where I'm at okay that's good or if the if the stats are challenging you in some way thinking what could I be doing differently then what What can I do? Because ultimately, we're all looking for the best outcomes in our relationships. So what will lead to that ideal outcome for you? What does that ideal outcome even look like for you long term? And how do you reach that? Um, And, you know, again, we're using this phrase, happily ever after, what does the ever after look like for you with that person that you've met and you feel perhaps that you do want to be with them forever um, and maybe you're not married what does the happily ever after look like for you for you two together and you know absolutely when you have chosen to marry and this is what we'll kind of I guess we'll touch on a bit next time but that sense of what does happiness together look like within a couple that have said yes I do etc. So why don't we draw
1: this together with some of our own our own thoughts personally because yeah. we said in our podcast we share our own thoughts about our own relationship and, marriage. Yeah. and I think for us it it keeps it comes back to the marriage vows because mm. that that was the promise and it's that intentionality so that's why Michaela I plight thee my trough <laughs>
0: So do you want to tell us what that means then, Nick? Because um, it, it well, does sound it, like you've okay. had a few too many of those sherries. So I plight
1: you know. I thee tr- I uh. my troth. Um, I What's plight? I promise, pledge. pledge. I pledge you my trust, my faithfulness. It's basically the bit at the end of the vow that says and this is my solemn vow. Ah, I so see. So here here we have the relatively current, I say current, I think this is what Anglican churches have used since 1980. Um, I, Nick, take you, Michaela. You're gonna, You're going to cry.
0: No, I'm not this time, no. no.
1: To be my wife, uh, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us do part, according to God's holy law. And this is my solemn vow. And then the vow the other way round is exactly the same. So it's it's the same words same promise. That, are, that are said to one another. Um, So, I mean, you know, we could spend ages unpicking it, but just to break it down, there's from this day forward, there's that long-term commitment. This yeah. is it. There's no end date until yeah. death it's us do no part. No expiry. You know, basically, well, it is until death us do part. is the expiry. Oh, yeah. Um, better for worse. So we're basically saying we're not going to – we'll stay together while our hobbies are still the same. Yeah. It's regardless of what happens, whatever challenges, etc., etc. et cetera. Richer for poorer. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've had
0: moments of poor moments and moments when we're better yeah, you know better off and, and then in sickness and navigating in that
1: yeah you know and uh yeah we know people who have made that commitment and then it's been a, a challenging life for them as a couple but
0: yeah
1: because one of them become quite ill mm. but it gives the, the fundamental thing is it it gives you security as an individual yeah by giving yourself away and committing whatever happens to the other person, yeah, but then receiving that equally.
0: And the thing you said last time, which I really liked a oh, lot. Oh, let's focus and, on that then. Uh, and I, this same conversation with this friend yesterday, who is one of our regular listeners, um, and he was saying he really liked it when you said it, don't so much think about... You know, oh, I'm having to commit. There's a heaviness to that. I mean, that's important that we do think about that. But you talked about receiving commitment Mm. and what that could mean. So when you're thinking about that long-term relationship, thinking about how that would feel, how that would change you to know that you have that unreserved commitment, that you know, sort of constant commitment. Not obviously make mistakes, but there's that sort of underlying fact that it's about that receiving. And if you're both receiving that commitment. Then that's a that's a good place to be. We would say that's yeah. what's worked for us. And
1: that's the biggest thing and the most challenging thing that you can give away, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. In effect, yeah. you are saying that's it. Hundred percent commitment to you. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happens, let's do it.
0: Yep, absolutely. And we did, and here we are now <laughs> doing the podcast. So yeah. I think yeah, that is so important. That clear promise to one another and
1: Um, we would really be interested in your thoughts please feel free to disagree with anything we said join the conversation um whether married or whether cohabiting or single uh young or old etc etc You know, and if you
0: if you are old enough to have said, "I plight thee my troth," then also we'd love to hear from you. That is good. That would be quite something, wouldn't it? That goes back
1: to uh, the 16th century, right? So they're going to be. But I mean, did it change? Well, no, Book of Common Prayer. I think I'm not really very good at this, but I think until the alternative service book in 1980 those oh yeah. no, they wouldn't have used plightly my troth" because i was also when i was it <laughs> does
0: sound like it might honestly, be a so ceremony they're... for pigs oh, that's but troth that, i'm thinking of yeah
1: but there was oh, that that obey bit which some people get hung up on i was reading about one of the church literatures that was well, you take... were
0: reading your research I this know, week weren't you nick the
1: I'm one church the episcopal church uh, removed the word obey in 1922 so that's not—that's nearly a hundred years since anyone's episi- obeyed.
0: Episcopal, oh, episcopal.
1: Careful. I oh, know <laughs> that <laughs> one. Another sherry.
0: What was that? <laughs>
1: and on that note, uh, I America? think it's time to Is bring it in America. In- Is yeah, American? I don't. Know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yes, we need to finish. Definitely need to finish. So, I know. but um, it's been really interesting this conversation, and we're going to be taking it a little bit further, looking at the happiness that comes looking after, forward to that. The ever after. Definitely, so. two
1: weeks' time. Thank you for listening.
0: And email us at.
1: The M word podcast at gmail.com.
0: See you in two weeks.
1: Yep. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.